Welcome to a podcast of Torrent RSSDIT TV organized by Dr. Prakash Keshwani, Dr. Banshee Sabu, and Dr. K. Gaparika Jaipur. This podcast is brought to you by the rightdoctors.com digital knowledge partner to the event. Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Gagan Priya, Senior Consultant Endocrinologist at Fortis Hospital and IV Hospitals, Mohali. Today we'll talk of a very interesting concept that is called glucochronology. A lot of you might never have heard this term before, so let me just introduce what we mean by glucochronology. It is the study of the relationship between the endocrine system and glucose metabolism, both in health and disease. Now, we all know diabetes is a disease of a lack of insulin secretion and also inadequate insulin action. What we do not know is that glucose metabolism is regulated not just by insulin or glucagon, but a myriad of other hormones. In fact, every component of the endocrine system has a close relationship with metabolism, be it glucose metabolism, lipid or protein metabolism. And this multifaceted, multidirectional relationship wherein glucose metabolism is affected by endocrine axis and endocrine axis in turn is affected by the glucose health or the metabolic health of the individual. This is the crux of this new concept of glucochronology. Now, if we talk of what regulates glucose metabolism in the body, it has been known for eons of time that insulin is one of the key players of glucose metabolism and a lack of insulin secretion or its action leads to hyperglycemia or diabetes. At the same time, too much of insulin secretion, which is inappropriate for the body, or too much of external insulin from outside can lead to a low blood glucose, that is a hypoglycemia. We also understand now very importantly that glucagon has a major role in glucose metabolism and in the pathogenesis of diabetes. Diabetic individuals also have significant alpha cell dysfunction and an inability to suppress glucagon secretion also contributes to hyperglycemia. At the same time, inadequate suppression of glucagon can lead to a myriad of other effects even on the insulin secretion. Over the last few decades, another major endocrine axis has come into play in glucose metabolism and we've understood what is called as the incretin pathway. Incretin pathway understanding revolutionized diabetes management because it paved the way for the availability and development of incretin drugs including DPP-4 inhibitors and GLP-1 agonists. Now, having understood this, how, what do we mean by endocrine system also affecting glucose metabolism even beyond these uh, primary hormones which regulate glucose metabolism? It is very interesting to note that even hormones of the bone mineral metabolism, such as vitamin D, bone-specific peptides, such as osteoprotegerin or osteocalcin, they also affect insulin sensitivity and to an extent affect insulin secretion. Now, this is a very interesting new development in endocrine field. And at the same time, even hormones of the reproductive axis, estrogen, testosterone, or progesterone, they affect the insulin sensitivity. Similarly, growth hormone and cortisol, as well as epinephrine or epinephrine, they are also major counter-regulatory hormones. Now, 
what is the impact of the effect of these hormones when it comes to glucose metabolic health. Now, we do know that diseases such as Cushing syndrome or diseases such as acromegaly, they can have a significant impact on glucose metabolism and present with hyperglycemia. In fact, Cushing syndrome, acromegaly, pheochromocytoma, even hyperparathyroidism for that matter, can present with secondary diabetes. They are recognized as a cause of secondary diabetes and we have to be keenly aware of the association of these endocrinopathies with diabetes. On the other end of the spectrum, we also have certain endocrine diseases which increase the risk of hypoglycemia, growth hormone deficiency, hypopituitarism, or insulin secreting tumors, they can present with significant hypoglycemia. A person with diabetes who is under regular treatment and suddenly starts developing hypoglycemia, we have to be aware that there is a possibility that they may have certain endocrine diseases such as hypothyroidism, adrenal insufficiency or hypopituitarism. So these causes of hypoglycemia have to be excluded. Now that is one facet of the concept of glucochronology. A second facet comes into play what does glucose and metabolic health do to the endocrine system? Individuals with diabetes have micro and macrovascular complications. They are at risk of these complications. This is something we understand over these years and most of our diabetes management guidelines clearly focus on reduction of this risk and management of these complications. What is less well understood is the other endocrine impact of diabetes. Now, diabetes does increase the risk of reproductive dysfunction both in men and women. There is poor sperm quality, uh, there can be erectile dysfunction in males. In fact, that is one of the key problems in men that is often left unaddressed as far as diabetes management is concerned. In women, there is a strong interrelationship between polycystic ovary syndrome and diabetes. Insulin resistance is the common pathophysiological link that seems to be joining these two disorders. So women or girls who have PCOS, they are at a future lifetime risk of diabetes and they should be regularly screened for hyperglycemia. At the same time, there can be subfertility, there can be menstrual irregularities, increased risk of gynecological malignancies in women with diabetes. Now, what about bone health in individuals with diabetes? Diabetes is associated with decreased bone quality. There are studies that do show that the bone density might be negatively affected in diabetes, especially in type 1 diabetes. To some extent, we also have conflicting data for type 2 diabetes that bone mineral density might be reduced, especially studies coming from India do show this association. But what is more important, uniformly and globally, it has been shown that diabetes decreases the bone quality. So the bone mineral content may or may not be affected, but bone quality is definitely reduced and this leads to increased bone fragility. Fracture risk is definitely higher in individuals with diabetes and this is something we again need to address. What about other hormone axes? There is some speculation that the adrenal axis, the cortisol pathway is overactive in persons with diabetes. A lot of debate is going on whether diabetes is a subclinical Cushing syndrome state. Now that would of course be a debatable issue. 
But these individuals do have chronic stress. They have chronic activation of the cortisol pathway, ACTH cortisol pathway, as well as the sympathoadrenal pathway. And that, that does contribute in a way to the development of microvascular complications as well as macrovascular complications. Abnormalities in thyroid function tests are often seen in individuals with diabetes. There seems to be a strong overlap between thyroid disorders and diabetes, particularly in relation to autoimmune thyroid disease and type 1 diabetes. The association is very strong. As much as one-tenth to one-third of individuals with type 1 diabetes may develop thyroid dysfunction at any point in their lifetime. So a regular screening for thyroid dysfunction is mandatory in these individuals. Similarly, type 1 diabetes may have an overlap with other autoimmune diseases like adrenal insufficiency, celiac disease or uh, primary ovarian failure. But abnormalities in thyroid function can also exist in type 2 diabetes. A large number of studies show that the incidence of thyroid dysfunction in type 2 diabetes is also increased. What is the pathophysiological link is not completely understood, but this could have, uh, this could be related to chronic inflammatory state, stress and other players. So a keen understanding of this association is important when we are treating individuals with diabetes so as to not miss the diagnosis of overt thyroid dysfunction in these individuals because both thyroid dysfunction and diabetes would contribute to cardiovascular abnormalities or poor cardiovascular health in these patients. Now, to summarize, we have understood so far that glucose metabolism affects endocrine health, endocrine health affects glucose metabolism. So, there is a bidirectional relationship. What we've also seen is that diseases of glucose metabolism can negatively impact the endocrine system across the spectrum. And same way endocrine disorders can present with secondary diabetes or may worsen pre-existing diabetes. So they may worsen the glycemic control in an individual with pre-existing diabetes. And they may also increase the risk of hypoglycemia. A third facet of glucochronology would be what drugs which are used to treat endocrine disorders do to the glucose metabolism and vice versa what do glucocontrolling drugs they do to the endocrine system. Several molecules which we use to treat endocrine diseases, they can affect glucose health and we should be aware of that. When we use growth hormone over the years for growth hormone deficiency, we have to be aware of the possibility that overdosing or prolonged use, inappropriate use especially, can worsen hyperglycemia. There are some studies that the incidence of diabetes, new onset diabetes might increase, though this is a controversial possibility. At the same time, glucocorticoids are used for several disorders. Again, the incidence of secondary diabetes due to glucocorticoid use is high. We have to be aware of this possible association. On the other side of the spectrum, diabetes medications can affect endocrine health. So drugs like pioglitazone, we know, can affect the bone density. They can cause poor bone quality and increase the uh, fracture risk in individuals with diabetes. Statins can induce a secondary form of diabetes itself. So having understood these associations, 
we have to now move forward into increasing understanding that diabetes eventually is an endocrine disorder. So we have to look at it from a bigger perspective than just an abnormality of insulin and glucose uh, or glucagon pathways and understand it from a bigger perspective that diabetes and endocrine system, the understanding has to go hand in hand. So I think uh, that does open the doors for newer research, for newer developmental uh, molecules in the management of both endocrine disorders and diabetes. Looking forward, this is an area of active research and uh, something we can look forward to. Thank you. You were listening to a podcast of Torrent RSSDITV organized by Dr. Prakash Keshwani, Dr. Banshee Sabu, and Dr. K. Gapar Rekajaipur. This podcast is brought to you by the rightdoctors.com digital knowledge partner to the event. We bring insights from the world's best medical minds to audiences worldwide. The Right Doctors is a Google Launchpad digital health startup and is a knowledge partner of choice for medical conferences, CME, specialty journals and scientific events from the field of medicine. If you like this podcast, share it with your friends and visit our website www.therightdoctors.com.